In this week's Parsha, we read about the first crowdfunding campaign in Jewish history. Moshe Rabbeinu proclaims to anyone, Ashidven Uliboy, whose heart inspires him, should donate various items to the Mishkan. And the Pasik says these are the materials needed to furnish the Mishkan. Zav, Echesev, and Echoshes, gold, silver, and copper, Eschelas, Vagama, wool, and linen. The next on the list is Avnei Shoyam and Avnei Meluam, precious stones for the ephod and the choshen. And the question is, the list is not consistent. It starts out in descending order of value, gold, silver, copper, wool, linen, but then it jumps back up to Avnei Shoyam. Avnei Shoyam is monetarily the most valuable. It should be listed first, not last. So I'd like to share with you a powerful idea from the Arachayim HaKadosh. He says, so who donated these stones? The Pasik says, It was the Nesim that bought them to the Beis HaMikdash. And how did they donate it? So Rashi cites a famous Chazal. When it came time for everyone to donate to the, to the Mishkan, the Nesim made a very interesting proposal. They told Moshe Rabbeinu, Let all of Kaisral bring their contributions first, and then we will see what is missing, and we'll make up the deficit. Rashi says the Torah was unhappy with this offer. And as a result, the word Nesim is spelled defective without the letter Yud, as a punishment for their lack of enthusiasm to participate in the mitzvah of donating to Mishkan. So let me ask you a question. If you're a fundraiser for an organization, and a wealthy person makes you this offer, he tells you, set up a GoFundMe page and raise as much money as you can, and I'll cover the rest of the funds to fulfill your goal. So undoubtedly, you would be thrilled with such an offer. You would certainly jump at the opportunity to have someone guarantee any shortfall that remained after the campaign is concluded. Yet, the Torah was upset with the attitude of the Nesim. So what was wrong with their offer? Says the Archaim, because the Nesim were reactive rather than proactive. When you are filled with desire and a yearning to contribute to the Beis HaMikdash, you don't wait to see what everyone else is donating. You are there first with your donation. I would equate this episode not to a wealthy person and a fundraiser, but rather to a chasna and kala. Can you imagine, after a couple gets engaged, and after the engagement party, the chasna approaches the kala and tells her, I'm not buying you any gifts yet. Let's see what gifts everyone else is going to send you, and what's lacking, I'll fill in. That's a terrible attitude. Because when you're consumed with ahava, when you're filled with passion, you just can't hold yourself back from giving. You don't care what everyone else is giving. You are the one that wants to give. You want to give first. Says the Arachayim, fiscally, it may have been a great idea, but the concept and the attitude was flawed. Did they think that the Mishka might not be built without their coming to the rescue? That was terrible thinking. Hashem has many agents. Hashem didn't need their help to build the Mishkan. So even though it was a very expensive gift, it lacked in generosity and sincerity because it displayed a deficiency in their enthusiasm of their Havas Hashem. So therefore, the Avnei Shoim gets relegated to last on the list. Furthermore, says the Arachayim, do you know why the Avnei Shoim is listed last? How did the Nesim acquire these precious stones? And he quotes an amazing madrash that says, when the Nesim's portion of mom fell from heaven, inside their package, it contained the Avnei Shoim. So the people that donated gold, silver, copper, wool, where did they get it from? From its rhyme. They earned it from all those years of hard work and effort and adversity. They were donating the results of their struggle and hard work.
as opposed to the Nisim, even though it was a very precious gift, and it was much more valuable than wool and linen and even gold, but it lacked the effort and the Messias Nefesh. Says the Rechaim, this teaches us a life lesson. Hashem values and cherishes what we work for in our struggles much more than what we achieve without effort. That is why these jewels, even though monetarily it was the most valuable, but in the eyes of Hashem was considered the least valuable. Unfortunately, this message is somewhat lost in today's yeshivas and schools. We praise and heap accolades on the students that are quote-unquote mitzianim. We reward and extol the virtues of the high achievers, and we ignore and even denigrate the students with the lower grades, despite the fact that those students might put forth a lot more toil and effort to achieve those grades. The so-called elite yeshivas and seminaries only accept boys and girls that are coined geniuses, who with their gifted minds manage to master large amounts of material without much effort, and fail to recognize the average and the below-average students who struggle and exert tremendous amounts of effort in attaining even the basic knowledge and understanding in the subjects learned in the schools, thereby not giving them a chance to accomplish and grow. They are turned aside because the schools need to maintain their alleged status of being an elite yeshiva. As a result, they forget the basic principle that it is the very struggle and the effort to do Hashem's will is what is precious in Hashem's eyes. And that should be our vision of success. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.